Are you ready for the latest Habs news, passionate debate, and in-depth analysis from hockey experts around the league? It's the most informative and interactive podcast about the Montreal Canadiens. This is the Canadian Connection Podcast, featured on allhabs.net, with your hosts, Joe Whalen and Rick Stevens. How's it going, Habs fans? My name's Joseph Whalen, and I am here with the inaugural episode of Canadian's Connection. I am joined by the editor-in-chief of Rocket Sports Media, Mr. Rick Stevens. How's it going, Rick? Doing great, Joseph. Glad to be here. Um, I guess uh, just in in way of explanation for those who are expecting to hear the Habs 360 podcast in and around this time, um, don't go anywhere. Uh, you're in the right place. Uh, let's call this the next generation of the Habs 360 podcast. This is the Canadians connection. Um, and, um, we've got, uh, all the old, all the, the, the stuff that you, you, uh, grew, grew to love with Habs 360 over the years. We'll, we'll be doing those same kinds of things and a couple of new things as well. And one of those new things is my co-host, uh, Joseph Whalen, Joseph, who's been, uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about uh, Joe a little bit later, but uh, just as a way of introduction, has been part of our AHL report team uh, for the last few years, and and who um, I got to meet at the uh, the draft in Dallas this year in person for the first time, and we had a great time there with our whole Rocket Sports team. Uh, yeah, we did. And it's, yeah, it's, just, uh, it's great to welcome you, and I look forward to uh, working with you this season. I the same. I'll say the exact same thing. I'll echo echo those sentiments and don't worry about it because in the third segment coming up, we have Chris G is going to be joining us, give his thoughts on all things have. So we'll, we'll, we'll even reunite a little bit, have a little Habs 360 reunion <laughs> to get this thing started the right way. Perfect. So, uh, but before that, before we get there, let's, let's just jump right in because we have a lot of things to talk about, lots of things to get to today, but we should probably just go back to where it all began in this, in this new season, this new uh, and that was the uh, rookie tournament with the uh, Habs, Leafs, and uh, and Sens prospects, and unfortunately, a pair of of injuries which resulted in players getting stretchered off the ice. There was, and um, yeah, I, I guess there's been uh, let's call them four major incidents uh, this training yeah. camp that that span the the rookie camp and the regular training camp. Uh, those are the uh, the stretchered off players, uh, Jared. Uh, Tishka and, and Jake Evans in the rookie tournament um, and uh, Nick Delorier um, uh, with his facial injury and requiring surgery yeah. and then um, Max Domi and we'll get to all of those uh, as far as the the rookie camp uh, sad situation there um, yeah. uh, Jake Evans is is recovering um, and maybe a little bit slower um for Tishka, um, yeah. he's still having some concussion system uh, symptoms, um, yeah. as reported by Mark uh, Anton Guedin, uh, that uh, uh, his neck took the bulk of the hit in that game against Toronto, and uh, he's yeah. in good spirits, but he's his recovery is a bit slower than Jake Evans. Um, yeah. Now you you you're wondering the, the I think the nece- the necessity of yeah. of, uh, of any of this. Yeah, and, and that's my thing. And, and yeah, see, like, I understand the appeal of this because you get, you know, the best, the youngest stars, you know, up-and-coming players of the Habs, the Leafs, and the Senators. But at the same time, these are all guys that are, you know, hopped up on adrenaline. This is the first time that they're taking part in these classic rivalries. These It, it means something to those guys. So to step out onto the ice with the veteran presence being guys, first and second-year guys in the AHL, to me, I don't know. It seems like it's a little bit more trouble than it's worth. And and it was a little bit dangerous. And, and man, that hit on, I mean, the, the high hit on Evans was pretty bad. But I like, like you say, I mean, the Tisco one to me is that is so close to the boards. And it makes sense that the, his neck took the brunt of it because it's just that whiplash effect. He was uh, kind of in the process of going down. His legs were coming out from under him yeah. going down. So uh, then he was in prime position for... Um, uh, the leaf defender to, or the leaf forward to uh, hit, ram his his head into the boards and and uh, yeah it looked 
rather dangerous at the time and, and uh, understandable why, why he's in the predicament he's, he's in. Um, yeah. Uh, Nikolai Delorier, maybe, maybe a little bit more uh, self-inflicted. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> See, and, and you say that because uh, you were, you say that I was questioning the necessity of having those games. I'm not quite sure what the necessity was of him having a fight with Brandon Baddock in, uh, in the first preseason game. Uh, to me, that one, I don't know. What about, what do you think of that? Well, you know, he um, has certainly become, uh, since coming up from Laval, a crowd favorite. Um, he actually was, was pretty productive um, scoring-wise, adding some uh, secondary scoring prior to him signing his contract uh, in February. Then once he signed his contract, everything kind of uh, went dry. But, you know, he still was... Uh, um, the kind of player who would uh, deliver the big hit or, or get involved in the fight. And it seemed that game at the Bell Center, he wanted to do uh, something to uh, for his own recognition, I guess, and, and to pick up the fans. And, and, and really, the, 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 the staged fight, um, yeah, there, there wasn't really, um, there wasn't any purpose to it whatsoever other than perhaps drawing a bit of attention to himself or, or making himself relevant because, you know, um, you, you got to look at the, the, the roster decisions coming to um, Claude Julien and, and Mark Bergevin. And is there a place? I know he's a Claude Julien kind of player, but is there a place? uh, And especially now. Yes. Yeah. Especially now. I mean, he's going to be out. He's out indefinitely. So he's going to be out for the next, you know, and that opens the door. There's a spot. I mean, if there wasn't already a spot with Andrew Shaw out, there's another one right there. If someone takes that spot and says, I'm not letting this thing go, then he might have a hard time getting back in. And it would all come back to a fight in the first preseason game. To me, I don't know. That seemed a little bit, uh, yeah. So speaking of spots opening up, um, there is uh, a spot as the Canadians first line center. Um, Isn't there always uh, though? Isn't that always been the, it's always been that way. (laughs) Uh, But tonight stepping into that is going to be just Barry Kotkanami. And he's been uh, not that anyone's uh, suggesting he's going to stick around um, uh, for the season, but uh, he'll, he'll be between um, Armia and, and uh, Duran tonight. Uh, and gets a chance to show what what he can do, and and that was because of the five game suspension uh, to Max Domi. Yes, the five game suspension to Max Domi. The uh, it seems to have been for the past couple of days the the talk of, I mean at least Montreal, but it's it's even ex- it's even extended beyond that to where it's it's everywhere kind of at this point where. People are debating whether or not five games was too much, too little, or just right. And it seems that there aren't many people that think it's just right. So uh, what were your initial reactions when five games for Max Domi, five preseason games for Max Domi was announced as the supplemental discipline? Well, I mean, I get it. I, I get that five games sounds about right for this kind of um, incident, infraction. Uh, when you look at past incidents, five games sounds about right, except that it isn't five games. It's not five games at all. It's, it's uh, in reality, let's call it a three-game suspension um, because Max wasn't going to play all five games anyways. He likely would have sat out too. Uh, the other part of it is that he doesn't lose anything off of his $3.15 million salary, um, being the preseason, being a preseason suspension. Um, there's, there's no penalty there salary wise. Um, I personally would have liked to have seen one game, um, one game in the regular season, uh, the, the suspension extending to one game in the regular season, uh, and I think uh, that would have sent a bit of a message and uh, there would have been a uh, financial uh, penalty there as well. And just so happens that the Canadians uh, are opening the season against the Toronto Maple Leafs and, and there's some significance there 
as well to the Domi family. So um, yeah. that would have that that would have sent a, a message. Now, you know, any suspension longer than five games requires an in-person hearing um, yeah. by uh, the player safety folks. Uh, but I mean, that was easily done, and and many times the 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 players waived that right anyways, and 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 it's just uh, held over the phone. So. Um, yeah. I, I don't see that as an issue. I personally, I I would have liked to have seen um, that extra game uh, and 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 a regular season game at that. Yeah, and I would I would agree with that. I think that it doesn't really send the message that that is a play that should not that isn't tolerated by the NHL. That to me, missing five preseason games, like you said, he's not going to play all five anyways. To me, that was the thing that I always that I immediately went to that I thought six or seven would have been a more appropriate number. I was at first I was thinking seven, and to to the other side of this, where people are saying that it's it is a significant suspension for Max Domi in that he's on a new team, he's playing a new position, and he's trying to develop chemistry with Jonathan Drouin, most most notably Jonathan Drouin, obviously other players as well, but. You know, and, and I can understand that, but it's still, you look at Aaron Ekblad's face. Look at him. He stepped out in front of cameras yesterday for the first time since. The guy's got black eyes. His nose is broken. And this is a guy with a, with a history of head injuries. So I, I didn't agree with the initial, you know, with five games. I, I thought that that was a little bit, a little bit, uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't agree with it. I think, um, I mean, there's, there's some history here, uh, or there's, yeah. there's some background there. There's both history and background. There's a history, you know, and we've been seeing, uh, on social media, we've been seeing the, the tie Domi sucker punch of, of all Samuelson and, and <laughs> parallels being drawn there, I guess. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I watched tie Domi. I, I watched him with the least. I watched him particularly with the jets, um, and I've seen Ty Domi. I've seen Ty Domi in that exact situation um, where he would try to get under somebody's skin. He'd try to, to get a fight going and he would skate away for, from a, a, yeah. a situation like that for a, uh, with a player who wouldn't engage. And he'd have that sly smirk uh, on his face yeah. as he skated away and, 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 and kind of t- took it as a victory. Right. Um, yeah. And, and we didn't see that from, from uh, Max, we saw we saw four uh, gloved punches, uh, and it was pretty obvious that that Ekblad wasn't engaged, going to engage. And then um, with Max dropping the glove and, and giving him the uh, uh, the sucker punch, um, yeah, it 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 just it just can't be that kind of stuff can't be tolerated. And I guess the background that I was talking about. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I said that in my in my recap uh, on allhabs.net, uh, and you can go back and, and take a look at it, and, and you know, recaps on allhabs.net, they're not, they're not this play happened or that play happened. It's kind of the yeah. big picture we write about. And, and um, what I, I talked about there was that the Canadians, the Montreal Canadiens front office, the marketing folks, the, the business folks, um, they've been desperate, absolutely desperate for a media star uh, since P.K. Subban left. That's, mm-hmm. that's been clear. Now, last year, it was, yeah. it was the big splashy trade with Jonathan Drouin. And, and when Jonathan Drouin uh, arrived in the city, it was, you saw him everywhere. You saw, you saw him, <laughs> the, you know, standing in front of this, that, and the other thing. And, and, they were portraying him as, as the star. The only problem was um, he's, I mean, lots of skill on the ice. Personality is, is a bit of a dud, you know, uh, he yeah. just didn't, didn't have that. Um, so then enter Max Domi and, and yes, um, because you're trading away, uh, you know, your, your former third round uh, pick overall and Alex Galchaniak, you want to, you want to make Max the, and all summer we saw it on, on Canadian social media. We saw that Max was the, the, the face and the voice of the Canadian social media. He was, he was everywhere. Um, yeah. 
and he was good at it. He had, yeah, he's yeah. he's likable. He has charisma. Very charismatic. Yeah. Um, and and Domi embraced embraced that role of being a celebrity, and and the Canadians fan fans embraced him. So this now is his first game at, um. The the Bell Center uh, in preseason. There's all that emotion. There's the fans. There's he the expectation that he's going to be the guy. He's been handed the keys to the 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 center spot of the number one line. And as you mentioned, uh, that's been that's been you know a problem. <laughs> yeah, um, just a bit. And and I think all of those those expectations of the attention in a big market like Montreal. Uh, all of that sort of thing, all the emotions within him kind of drove him to, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do something for the fans here, and I, th- I think it just absolutely got away from him. Yeah, that that would be that would be the only thing to me that would make sense because, and here's my other issue with this is that okay, you mentioned the Habs traded away Alex Galchenyuk, Max Domi, that does not. That is not an accurate representation of what Max Domi is. That is a thing that he can do and does fairly well for a guy of of his size. He's got that great little like Brendan Gallagher type drive in him, and I I respect I respect him for that. I respect him a lot for that. But yeah, that's not a part of the uh, the package that you know you. That's not what you'd want to see from Max Domi in his first game in a Habs uniform, whether or not it's preseason. That's that's his first game. You don't want to see Max Domi do that and take himself out unnecessarily of five games. Again, preseason games, but games nonetheless. You wouldn't want that to happen. And you know, it's just it was an unfortunate an unfortunate incident and hopefully he learns from it and it doesn't happen in the regular season. Well, and this this you know, uh, this was, uh, we call them meaningless games, but they're very important games for Max Domi. They're very yeah. important games for the Montreal Canadiens because they need to evaluate. This is Max Domi played m- most of last season at the wing um, and now being thrust into the, the center position. They need to see if, if he could uh, manage that, particularly on the top line, particularly with Duran, who, you know, is, is being kind of difficult to find that right chemistry partner uh, yeah. for him to play with. Um, particularly since, you know, Max, uh, I mean, Alex Galchenyuk was, uh, say what you want about him, he was, he was a points producer. And it, when you look at Max last season, uh, four goals, even strength against a goalie uh, last year, that's 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 the Canadians are expecting a yeah. lot more uh, production than that. Yeah. Um, and and even in that game, um, Domi had no shots on goal. He had no hits. He was a minus one, thirty three percent at the faceoff circle. He, he needed something, and and I think yeah. all of that drove him uh, in in exactly the wrong direction um, to to make a name for himself. And now he's he's put himself in a difficult spot having to uh, be out the, pre- the entire preseason. Yeah. You know, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And, uh, and like I say, hopefully even though he doesn't lose any money or, or lose the opportunity to go and, and play against the Leafs on opening night, hopefully he's learned a lesson here and, and hopefully an incident like that. We're not talking about in, in February or something. All right. Well, uh, we will, get back to you guys this is the first segment done and we'll be right back after this and after the break we're going to be talking about some cuts in canadians camp and uh some other things so we'll be right back rocket sports media is currently recruiting talented motivated and committed people to join our team if you're a student wishing to gain experience a young professional interested in broadening your credentials an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. We are specifically interested in individuals who have education and or experience in the following areas. Sports writing, translation, editing, forum administration, social media administration, multimedia, graphic design, web development and user support, 
event planning, and sponsorship and marketing. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit allhabs.net and click the Join Our Team tab today. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are located in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. And we're back here on the Canadians Connection podcast. And just before we get into what we were going to talk about with the Brook and Teasdale signings and some cuts out of Montreal, uh, there's also an interesting point that was brought up is that Aaron Ekblad did say in his availability with the media that this might not be done. Yeah, that's that's right. I, I think uh, it was clear um, said that that um, that he looked bad in his uh, media availability um, uh, with the 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 bruises and and whatnot and and the broken nose as it turns out. Um, but um, yeah, I I think his his tone um, he was not happy um, with the the suspension um, and. Um, I think, and and Roberto Luongo also right after the game was pretty pretty direct in saying that it was a, a gutless play, uh, and that yeah. it's something that's not done. Um, and and Roberto Luongo hinted uh, that yes, the league will look at it, but uh, we're not going to forget about it either. And I, I think that that um, Ekblad followed that up with saying, you know, that that there's going to be a bit of. Uh, uh, yeah. retribution uh, come uh, the four games, I believe, that uh, those two two teams will be playing this season. December 28th, folks. Circle that on your calendar, and uh, it might not just be Max Domi who they're after, because let me tell you, Aaron Ekblad is a pretty important player to the Florida Panthers, if you didn't know, and uh, they might not have been too impressed with, uh, with Max Domi, and that might bleed over into a couple of other guys. So just keep an eye for that. <laughs> And uh, I guess we have some uh, some more news. It's it kind of broke last night there, but uh, we had a couple of signings. We got Josh Brook and J- and Joel Teasdale signing their entry level deals with the Canadians, and then a couple of cuts to Laval. More than a couple, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, where you have any thoughts on first? I guess Josh Brook and and Teasdale. Yeah, um, two entry level signings. The the situations are are different, I think. Yeah. Um, you have uh, Josh Brook, who who looked, I thought, looked uh, good in development camp, looked good in rookie camp, and and is and looked pretty good in um, given the, you know, the, the the dog's breakfast that is the Canadians' defense <laughs> core right now. He he, he looked pretty good. Um, he did. In, in training camp, moving the puck, um, uh, you know, last uh, I, I, a year ago, he, uh, he had those, uh, you know, he, he only played uh, 45 games and, and injury issues and, and uh, well, he had wrist surgery. Um, so there was some, I guess, some question marks, but, but um, he looked very good. Now, I, I don't think there's any question that, that, um, you know, he's, he's been returned uh, and, and he'll play uh, back in the WHL with Moose Jaw Warriors. Yeah. Uh, his, his contract is, is the type where it's slide eligible. So the term's not going to start until he turns pro next year uh, and let him have, um, you know, 
um, a, a good season, a good full season uh, with the Warriors. Um, and in addition to being a good puck mover, I mean, I just like he's smart. He, he's just a smart yeah. player, great vision. Um, yeah, I, I he's he's someone to keep an eye on uh, over the course of, of this season. And let me tell you, if people weren't excited by the way that he played, the fact that he wore 76, ooh, that got some people <laughs> right there. It was one of the nice, was it? <laughs> so that was, yeah, but I agree wholeheartedly that, I mean, he was not a guy that was really on my radar, especially not right now at the stage that he is, you know, the stage of his development, but he looked really, really good. He was, he was a really smooth. I just, I really enjoyed watching him and it, and it gives me like, you know, I think it gives everyone a little bit of hope because now, I mean, that right side is looking a, a lot better if you have Juleson and, uh, and then, obviously Brooke behind him. Absolutely. Or, now, or vice, yeah. vice versa. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's true. Um, yeah. You know, Juleson, it, it's been interesting seeing uh, uh, Meta and, and, and Juleson uh, play together and, and uh, talk to, to Victor Meta about this uh, last year. Uh, and, and he, he likes, I think he likes playing with Juleson because he knows Juleson's always going to back him up. Um, yeah. He <laughs> um, got but, that vibe. But, yeah, uh, it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see uh, Josh Brook en- enter that, uh, that mix. But uh, Teasdale, um, as you mentioned, the other uh, contract signing, that's a bit of a different situation where, yeah. um, you know, must have been a, a bit of a disappointment for him after a very good season, uh, with the Armada, Joel Bouchard, um, very familiar with him, uh, 32 goals, 33 assists, 65 points, 65 games, um, uh, not selected, um, in the 2018 draft. Um, he would have been eligible for the 2019 draft. Uh, and rather than the Canadians, um, expend a draft pick on him, um, they go ahead and, and sign him now. Um, yeah. and they obviously impressed with him, um, in camp and, and, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see him with the, uh, Laval rocket and, and right there with, uh, Joel Bouchard, who he, um, excelled with, uh, with last season. Yeah. And I was like, I, I really thought that he was, uh, a really solid player and, and, you know, he's got some pretty good speed. And I was looking at some highlights earlier today of him when he was playing in junior. And, and like you said, he had a, he had a really good season last year. And uh, it was hard. It's hard to me. It's hard to think that a, a team wouldn't, you know, later on in a draft, take a, take a, take a stab at a guy like that. But uh, I think Montreal is probably pretty happy that no one did. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of one of those late bloomer kind of guys. And, and yeah. so teams are always a little, reluctant um you know you understand um but uh you know the canadians i guess uh feel that they have some inside knowledge with with uh, uh bouchard mentoring them last season and and being able to do the same thing uh again this season um so they're they're willing to to take a chance uh more so than than perhaps some some other teams and I, and i think it helps i mean um his his quote was, uh, you know, it, that the Canadians are the team that that he grew up watching. Um, yeah. It's the jersey he played when he played street hockey. Um, so so now to be able to put that jersey on and and uh, you, you know it, it was it was just um, must have been an incredible feeling for him. And then to go ahead and actually put pen to paper and sign that three year entry level contract um, just an absolute dream come true. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I can't, I can't imagine. And, and, and yeah, like you say, and, and speaking of Joel Bouchard, they also made some cuts to Laval. Uh, most notably, you saw Jeremiah Addison, Daniel Audette, Will Bitten, Michael McNiven, and Jake Evans. There's, there's other guys as well. It was a fair, it was a, it was a good long list of players. Were there any ones that surprised you? Any ones initially that you, uh, you kind of, questioned or is it pretty much par for the course well i mean they 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 started camp canadians started camp with 66 players um along the way they added 
uh, Joe Award that uh, that gets yeah. to 67. Um, they released uh, one player last week, and that was uh, goaltender uh, Samuel Harvey. Um, yeah. And then 23 uh, in in this round of cuts, which brings them to 43, if my math's correct. Um, so they're they're still a ways away. They're still now there's there's in that mix there's uh, six injured players, um, yeah. and some of those you know like Delorier, like uh, Shaw, like Weber are not going to be uh, ready for uh, the regular season. So it brings that number down a little bit. But but yeah, they they the Canadians certainly have to um, get that number down, and and uh, in doing so they they had to make some cuts. And I, I don't. You know, um, the the one player that of that group um, that I guess uh, I really liked um, and and I thought had a pretty strong camp uh, uh, was Will Bitten. Yeah. Um, now there's some there's some Will Bitten type of players on the roster as it as yeah. as it is. I mean, Will Bitten is is fearless. Um, you know, going to the net the you know. Uh, little bits of Gallagher in there. He has he has a bit of a scoring touch. He'll kill he penalties does. for you. He's responsible defensively. Um, yep. He's just a, an all energy player. He's uh, uh, you know gives effort every time. But uh, you know he's he's going to be a valuable, perhaps a a, a leader in in uh, in Laval. And and it's not a surprise to go uh, for him to. Uh, be sent there, but uh, if if anyone, um, he he, it, it, you know, I might have wanted to see him get one more game um, at it. But I understand they have to, um, they're making decisions and they have to pare down the roster. And if he was going there anyway, then um, that seems to make sense to me. Yeah, yeah, and that was the only yeah for me as well. That was the only guy where I was, you know, it wasn't so much that I questioned the, the decision because I always knew that, that this is where you were going to get. You're always going to get to the point where Will Benton was going to get sent to Laval. And I, I think, yeah, like you mentioned, where, you know, you sign Joe Ward to a PTO, all of a sudden there's got to be a guy that gets cut sooner than maybe would be uh, appropriate, but he just maybe got caught in that numbers game. But, yeah, I, I would have liked to see another game from Will Benton. And, and he was, ever since they drafted him, I was, I was super high on him because I, I see a lot of like, like what you mentioned. I mean, the Gallagher, the, the fearlessness, being able to kill penalties. And then he does have a bit of a scoring touch. So I don't know. I would have liked to have seen him in another game, maybe two. But, uh, you, yeah, you have to make these decisions. And, uh, unfortunately, Will Benton, I, I, I'm sure he's going to have a great year with the Laval Rocket. And uh, he's going to have – like you say, be a, be a pretty, uh, a solid player for them, maybe even a leader on that team. So uh, I think it's going to be a, a good year for Will, but I, I would, I would have liked to see him in a couple more, a couple more games. And I, I may have uh, uh, misspoke a minute ago. I th- um, Teasdale, I think is, is one of those players returning to junior as well with, with Brooke and, yeah. and Scott yeah. Walford. Um, yeah. The next round of cuts though, be for me, uh, going to be the interesting ones um, because we're going to get into, uh, you know, there, there are certainly uh, a fair number of, of players who are waiver exempt. Um, yeah. uh, but there's also those who require waivers uh, if they are sent down. Um, you know, we saw it t- today, I believe uh, uh, the flyer sent uh, Danik Martell to the Phantoms um, and, and Danik Martell was a big part of the, the Phantoms who went rather deep in the playoffs and Martell was part yeah. of that, uh, but claimed, uh, claimed on waivers by Tampa. Um, so uh, the waivers process is going to be interesting. There's, there's, there's lots of players who flood the market at this, uh, at this time. And so it's, you know, it's a bit of a gamble, uh, but you look down the roster, and and uh, Laval last year, its offense came from um, AHL scoring champion uh, Chris Terry uh, and Adam Cracknell. They need uh, yeah. a couple of players to to replace the the offense. Kenny Agostino is one of those. Michael Chaput is the other. Um, yeah. 
but those two players have to go through waivers. Um, yeah. By- Byron phrase, if he goes back, uh, we recall that he was, he was named captain last year and a couple of days later, uh, captain of, of the Laval rocket. And a couple of days later, he was called up to the Canadians and never, never went back never, to fulfill yeah. his captaincy duties. <laughs> um, but, but he's, he's waiver, uh, el- eligible. Brett Lernout, yeah. who's had a tremendous camp. Um, I think he's been really solid back there. Um, yeah. and, and <laughs> kind of rescued Mike Riley the other night. Uh, Mike Riley, who was about to, yeah. to get, get pummeled. I think, uh, Brett Lernout came in and was having none of that. Um, <laughs> Michael McCarron is waiver eligible. What's going to happen yeah. with Michael? Uh, Xavier Willette, if he doesn't secure the 7-8 spot. Uh, Matthew Pekka, he's had a pretty good camp. Uh, but, yeah. you know, we can't forget that he spent all most of last season in Syracuse. But to go back to Laval, he would be waiver eligible. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Shinkarek, Matt Taramino, who hasn't played, had a bit of a, a, a nagging injury. Oh, and. Yeah. and uh, and he should be ready for, for the season and is expected to play a big part in the leadership of, of Laval, but he's waiver eligible as is uh, uh, Renat Valiev. Um, yeah. So um, all of those next cuts um, are going to be, are going to be huge. I think. It's they're go- They're getting into that fringe territory, aren't they? Where it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough because you might have to now, evaluate where you are with a couple of these guys you mentioned Mike McCarron this is a you know a guy that's since you know he's drafted in 2013 and you know you can see that there's the like in increments he's getting better he's making another step I think that this year you know and and it's been mentioned that the mobility is a little bit better there's a little bit more foot speed but I'm not I don't know it's tough to say looking at the roster looking at all the guys you just listed it's tough to say that I see him you know, over somebody else, you know? So it's going to lead into some pretty difficult decisions. Well, with respect to Mike McCarron, it was interesting last season uh, because I think, I think um, Mike certainly expected to be part of the Canadians lineup. He had a pretty good camp. He, he had, um, you know, done a lot of uh, uh, off season work and, um, came to to Canadians training camp much leaner um and um uh you know he 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 looked good but was was sent down and that I I think kind of hit at his his confidence um and and he had a tough start um really tough start to to the Laval season as well yeah um so I think I, I think that that kind of gave him a, 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 a tough start last year. And, and um, I, I, I it, it affected his entire season. Now, you know, when he came back, when he came to back to the Canadians, um, maybe that was February ish end of February. Um, he, you know, I, 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 what, what we hear, let's, let's just dispel the myth now that uh that skating is the issue with Mike McCarron. I think I think you could have said that um with him coming uh out of junior hockey, but it's it's not so much the issue uh right now. He uh, he's worked on that a lot. This summer um you know, he he converted a bit of of weight into muscle mass and and yeah. um and he worked with a skating instructor and and uh, and each summer he's he's made strides uh, so to speak with his, with his skating. Um, the, the issue with Mike McCarron is, is not, is, is not the skating. It's between the ears. It's the synapses. Yeah. It's that's, what's too slow. His, his, his thinking of hockey, his processing of hockey is just too slow. It takes him a while to figure out what he has to do. And by that time he's a step behind. It's not because of, yeah. of physically necessarily his, his, uh, his skating is a step behind. It's the thought process, and he doesn't react yeah. quickly enough. Uh, and I don't know, off season, uh, you know, whether it's uh, off off ice or on ice. I don't know if that's something that um, that gets fixed. <laughs> um, yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah, and I, and I'll give him some credit because I think it was um, 
it might have been the Florida game. But he there were there were moments where in one of those preseason games he looked a lot better at being able to read plays defensively and break them up. And if he does that at a high level, there's a spot for him somewhere in the NHL. I just it you know and and I I don't know if if it'll ever materialize or if anyone's going to give him that opportunity, but I think that if he can become a little bit more reliable and at least read that part of the game well, I think there's a spot somewhere. And just to put a bow on on uh, the Mike McCarron chat for uh for today, um uh, let's let's just acknowledge that no one no one was cheering more for uh Nicholas Delorier uh to um now uh, don't get me wrong he he's not wishing injury on anyone yeah, no, no. uh but <laughs> nobody nobody benefits more from Nicholas Delorier being out of the lineup uh for a while than Mike McCarron because we know that Claude Julian likes those uh, rugged players, likes a player who can mix it up, likes a player who can uh, toss the gloves. And when you look down the lineup, there's, there's not too many that fit that bill other than uh, a Mike McCarron. So if, if for the, the sole reason uh, that, that Nicholas Delorier is not in the lineup, um, uh, you know, and, and is out indefinitely because of his facial surgery, uh, yeah. This this only has to benefit Mike McCarron. Is there anything else you want to get to on that? I think I think uh, we can we can we've we've got a we've got a pretty special guest coming up in our yeah, in our next do. segment. So and um, yeah, and a returning segment from last year. So a returning oh. segment from Habs three sixty, I should say. So All I right. would stick around. <laughs> For sure. We'll be right back with our special guests, our special segment, and a question of the week. The Canadians Connection is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. I bet you enjoy sporting your best Habs jerseys, dressing up your kids and pets in the cutest Habs gear, and showing off your decked-out hockey cave or fan ink. Well, don't just show your friends. Show your Habs. The team at All Habs wants you to boast your finest pictures for our global network of Montreal Canadiens fans. Include the hashtag ShowYourHabs when posting your fan photos on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Then log on to showyourhabs.com to see your entries, along with photos and posts from Habs fans all over the world. A proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us for further details and information regarding this unique marketing opportunity. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. here on Canadians Connection and uh, we've got a couple segments coming up now so a couple a uh, couple of different things coming up so we'll start off with a question of the week now you can respond give us your answer at Habs Connection on Twitter at all Habs what I mean you can you can really give it to any of them actually so but at Habs Connection is the Twitter for this for this podcast and the question of the week is who was your long shot to make Habs opening night lineup 
the long shot player might not really be on the radar, but you want to see in the Habs lineup on opening night. Do you have anyone, Rick? Well, uh, not to, uh, yeah, I, I, we're we're really looking for um, uh, the the listeners to uh, give their opinions. I don't want to steer the conversation in any way, right. but 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 I kind of I kind of like uh, Mikhail Moravchik, um, the the two Czech uh, defensemen who were signed um, in the off season. Um, of the two, David Sklachka is is. Uh, He's younger, he's uh, smaller, he's uh, more of a, a mobile puck-moving kind of defenseman. But yeah. Moravchik is, I mean, he's got great size, 6'4", 212. He's, he's uh, been solid in his own end. Uh, I thought he, he was playing on the top pairing against um, uh, Washington, which is no, when you have Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. And, yeah. Uh, I thought that, you know, uh, Julian uh, was praising uh, uh, Schlemko, uh, who I thought had a horrific game. He was uh, turnover prone. He looked slow. He he was losing battles on the boards. I thought uh, Moravchik bailed him out on, on more than one uh, occasion. And and I kind of, you know, I'm not sold on him yet, but I'd like to see more. But um, he plays uh, solid defensive uh, hockey and, and uh, yeah. um, has a bit of a shot. And, and um, yeah, he, as far as long shots... Um, I'd, 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 I'd put a dollar on, on, on him. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. There's Rick Stevens with his take. We want to hear yours at Habs connection on Twitter. Who's the guy that you want to see on opening night roster might be a bit of a long shot. So with that said, Rick, do you know what time it is? I don't, I have no idea. Listen up. It's time for some bad tweets on the Canadians connection. Yes, it is indeed. And Rick, this is the tweet that you found this tweet. So I'm going to let you do the heavy lifting here. What, what is this tweet? And uh... <laughs> yeah, we, we love, we love our, our followers on Twitter and, and, uh, and those on, on the all Habs fan page on Facebook uh, to, to find either of them. Uh, and in fact, for that matter on Instagram or anywhere else, uh, just plug in all Habs. You'll find us on, on Facebook. Instagram yep. and uh, Twitter. Uh, the, 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 that I, that kind of, I thought, okay, that's a little bit odd. And, and I understand it's, it's from uh, the folks over there at Habs Chronicle and, and they're a bit of a mm, mm, clickbait kind of place yeah. where yeah. they're, they're constantly doing things to generate interest. They're to the trouble generating interest in commentary. <laughs> so they do other things, but they tweeted uh, two pictures, uh, and one of them, just Barry uh, Kokanami sitting rather relaxed, uh, a big smile uh, in the, the Canadian's locker room, um, hands, you know, elbows on his knees kind of thing, jerseys, be, Canadian's jerseys behind him. Um, and then they also tweeted almost an identical picture of uh, the Rocket Richard, and the, <laughs> the, their message was rather obvious. Yeah, and I thought let's not get too silly, folks. Um, yeah, it, obviously, uh, those folks didn't have any kind of appreciation of of not only the Rockets' career but what he meant to Montreal. And you certainly don't want to put Kotkaniemi in that uh, yeah that same yeah. vein. Nor do, nor do you want to put that kind of pressure on him. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I thought uh, that would qual that qualified easily as uh, the bad tweet of the week. And it, you know, I can see the humor in it, but yeah, like, like first, first, you know, the guys, guys like Jesperi Kukkinen with the potential to be really good two-way centerman, top six, potentially first-line center. Those guys don't come around very often, as we know. Uh, but guys like Maurice Richard, I can tell you, come around a lot less often than first-line centermen who uh who can play a solid 200 foot game so yeah maybe maybe slow slow the roll there absolutely so with that said that's bad tweet uh we have a very special guest you guys will know him very well our listeners will know him very well it's uh chris g the former host of habs 360 who's going to give some thoughts on this new uh incarnation of 
the uh, of the All Habs podcast, and uh, yeah, and and just talk about some some preseason, some training camp, and and everything in between. So, how's it going? Chris? Well, hey Chris, glad you're uh, here. Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, and, great to and have just, you. Just some background. Um, you know, the, the, the Habs 360 uh, podcast has been a fixture. It's been a mainstay um, at all Habs. And, and Chris, the relationship with, uh, between Chris and I uh, goes back to 2011 uh, when, when we, we met at Broussard and, and uh, kind of, um, you know, talked about ideas of, of partnering. And, and the Habs 360 podcast has been, um, you know, it, it was billed as, as, as the most uh, interactive and informative podcast. And it certainly was over the years, 245 episodes. Chris was terrific with that, a terrific host, a terrific partner. And I know it seemed on the air that, that we sparred a lot and, and we did, uh, <laughs> but, but in a, in a, in a, a hockey sense, otherwise we were, we we're great friends and, and I really appreciate uh, all he did with the Habs 360 podcast. And, and we made the decision in the off season to, kind of evolved this and, and, uh, and, and for, um, uh, you know, this to move on to the Canadians connection as, as we have, and for Chris's role to evolve into, he's, he's a resource, he's an advisor uh, for uh, this podcast and all the, the podcasts on Rocket Sports Radio, and he's moving into a senior writing role. So uh, I want to thank Chris for that. And, um, and Chris, what, tell us, tell us uh, ab- about, how you're feeling about this new role that you've taken on with all Habs well, and with Rocket Sports. Well, first I want to start off with uh, disagreeing with you or else it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't feel right. <laughs> I, I think Lemko had a great game. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously. So, so first, thanks to you, Rick, for the partnership that we had, like you mentioned, since uh, 2011. Uh, Habs 360, uh, we, it was eight seasons. So it was eight seasons of uh, of the podcast all together. It was a great run, and you know I'd like to thank the, the listeners, uh, whether you listen to one or all the 245 episodes. Uh, for my new role as a senior writer at uh, All Habs, I'm I'm really excited. It's a, it's a new challenge. One thing that I'm looking the most forward with in this role as a senior writer. I think it'll give me more time to focus on the entire Canadians organization instead of being, uh, you know, Habs, uh, Habs heavy. It'll give me the chance to uh, to cover the, the Laval Rocket a bit more. You know, I'll be able to be going on site to the home games at uh, Place Bell. So like that, I think I'd be able to share with the readers of all Habs or uh, the listeners of, of this podcast uh, through my regular appearances of how players are evolving through uh, throughout their career as they move into the NHL. So I think it's a, um, it's a big win for everybody. I think so too. And, and uh, I think it, it kind of reinforces, we've always believed that, um, you know, uh, many other uh, places, even the mainstream, um, they, they tend not to cover uh, anything other than the month. They're, they're, they're pretty, uh, focused in, lasered in on the Montreal Canadiens, so that when a prospect arrives and uh, is called up and and he steps onto the ice uh, for the first time, uh, you know, their readers and listeners are saying, "Who is this guy?" Well, at at all Habs and and with our sister site in the AHL Report, uh, we like to focus on prospects. We like to follow their their uh, progression. We we. Uh, look at at the Laval Rocket, uh, you know, intensely with uh, um, Amy Johnson, and and now you're joining that that crew as well. And and as you said, be uh, on site there uh, at Place Bell, uh, providing your perspective on the Laval Rocket, and and just to give a you know a complete um, immersion in in the Montreal Canadiens uh, organization, and and with your uh, experience and your insight, I think that's going to be a, a really valuable resource for, for, uh, for uh, us and for, for your readers. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I definitely agree. So in terms of my work for All Habs, it will also include uh, Take 5, which I would say began towards the end of last season, which was uh, published every two weeks. And now as of last week, it will be a weekly uh, feature on allhabs.net throughout the Canadian season. 
and it's really good. And that's what we're providing some of my hot takes of the week. So I'll invite everybody to uh, to read it when it's published, usually every Sundays or Mondays on the, on the site. It is really good. And, and it's, yeah. it's just that. It's, it's the five issues of the week um, and, and Chris's thoughts on those. And um, you invite um, interaction. And, and uh, oftentimes on, on our Facebook page, there is a fair bit of that. Um, of people who disagree or, or agree with your uh, five hot takes of the week. That's what makes it fun. <laughs> so what can we expect? Uh, I, I, I have a feeling that Max Domi is going to make an entry into this week's uh, take five. And uh, can you give us a preview of your, your, your thoughts about uh, that whole incident? Yeah, for sure. Like uh, Max Domi will definitely make an appearance on uh, on uh, this week's Take Five. Uh, when it comes to the suspension, I think it like I don't think anybody disagrees whether or not it was deserved. It was deserved. And personally, I think if it wasn't a regular season, I don't think he would have gotten five games. I think he probably would have gotten uh, two to three games. But I think the uh, NHL player safety they know that Max Domi wouldn't have played every single game in the preseason, so they extended that to uh, to five games as well. And I know that there was a popular opinion uh, with Habs fans that they wanted Max Domi as well to get some regular season uh, suspension as well, or maybe not even get suspended for preseason and uh, his suspension to be served in the regular season. I agree with that take, but I don't think it's possible based on the NHL rules that uh, you know they just skip a couple of games before he starts serving his uh, his suspension. Uh, Domi did sound genuine when he said that he regrets uh, the actions what he did, or maybe he regrets the outcome of it of what actually happened with the suspension and him not being there for his teammates anymore. And I'm not sure how much he actually regrets the the punch itself. And I'm also not a fan of the comments that uh, Luongo made right after the game on Eggbland, uh, who said it will be retribution next time that uh, these players face. So I'm expecting uh, Max Domi to drop the gloves when these two teams face each other uh, in a couple of months. Uh, yeah, it could be more than that. Well, we'll see. Until then, the the, the water might, uh, you know, things might calm down from now until yeah. then. So I think just uh, just a fight might settle it, and then everybody will be able to uh, to move on. Yeah, and I think a part of that is going to going to depend on how well Max Domi is adjusting to the first line center position. If if he's still in that position at that point in time, um, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, just you, you mentioned that that your focus is going to be uh, uh, part of your focus is going to be on the Laval Rocket, and maybe I'll put you on the spot a bit here. Uh, but um, are, is there are there a few particular players that that you're looking forward to uh, to seeing and covering in in Laval? Um, their training camp opens on Monday, um, and uh, but once the season starts, is, are there some players that you're excited about uh, seeing firsthand? Uh, yeah, there there definitely are. I had the chance to cover the um, the rookie showdown a couple of weeks ago in Laval, and a couple of players that stood out to me. Uh, that weekend, one of them was Will Bitten. Uh, he 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 was putting pressure. He was getting a lot of scoring opportunities during uh, that weekend. So he's definitely one of the players uh, that I'll be keeping an eye on. Uh, another player that I that I will be looking out for, uh, T.J. Melanson was also a defenseman that I think had a good weekend in um, in Laval as well at uh, during the rookie showdown. So that's a name that is also circled for for myself. And then there's still some question marks. You know, when it comes to the goaltender, are we going to see Charlie Lindgren in Laval? Or is he staying up with uh, with the Montreal Canadiens? So that's a storyline as well that I'm following. And then there's also McNiven, who's in the picture as well. So I think uh, it will be kind of interesting that, uh, I guess, the goalie controversy in Laval as well. It's not only that in the... <laughs> in Montreal that will, uh, that will happen. So those are just a couple of uh, players that'll be, uh, that'll be looking out for. 
Okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. And Charlie Lindgren, I think, uh, like you mentioned, that's going to be a really interesting one for me just because, I mean, there's a lot of things that would have to, you know, and I think that Niemi's left the door open for him to be in Montreal this season as the backup to Carey Price, but it, it's still like that, that re-signing him last season, I, I it just, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't sure about that. Yeah. Well, I think that I personally think the fact that they signed Niemi means that they want Lindgren to play in the Laval to get some a, a lot of action. Lingard doesn't need to go through waivers. So I think that's, um, I guess that works against Charlie Lingard in this case, where where he'll go down to Laval. And also another interesting question is Kodkanyemi. Uh, is he going to Laval? Is he going back to uh, Finland? I personally think that uh, he'll go back to Finland, but if he doesn't, yeah. he's in Laval. That's definitely another name uh, that I'll be focused on while covering the Rockets. Well, Chris, yeah, uh, sure. we miss you, but you're going to be back. Um, uh, you're, 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 you're still involved with the show, a- advising us and, and, uh, and keeping us honest and disagreeing with me yep. <laughs> regularly. <laughs> um, yeah. and, uh, but you'll be back as uh, guesting um, throughout the season when I'm off on the road uh, uh, doing my scouting trips or covering the AHL. So um, uh, your, your, uh, your fans won't, uh, won't be missing you too much. You'll, you'll be, you're, you're still very much involved and – you have um, your your readers have uh, places to look allhabs.net. You have the take five, and on uh, ahl.report you have uh, uh, your game reports, which will be coming out uh, for the home games. Um, so we're um, we're grateful to for everything you've done in the past, and we're looking forward to working together in a in a new way this year. Same here. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me, and I'm looking forward. It's going to be uh, we'll, we'll make this an exciting season, even though. Who knows how good the Canadians will, will be on the ice. That's right. Thanks, yeah, Chris. Sounds good. All right. Take care, guys. You too. You too. All right. So that was that was Chris G. He was kind enough to join us. And, uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that was a really interesting chat. I like to like to hear some more of his thoughts. And you can, you can read those thoughts in Take 5. Like he said, he's going to be writing it, and it's going to be great. And on Twitter, he's at ChrisG1980. Um, you can, uh, find him there as well and be sure you're following, uh, um, following him. That's ask at Chris G 1980. Yeah. And get, get all of the, uh, get all of the, the hot takes right from the source. So is there anything you'd want to get to before we, before we call it a day? Boy, we're, we we zoomed through this show and we uh, it was uh, uh, packed with information and and uh, analysis and opinion and and for your first show, how you feeling? Uh I I think uh, pretty good. You and you and Chris certainly carried me through that last segment, <laughs> so I'll say thanks for that. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a really it was really fun, and I'm I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here every week on the Canadians Connection podcast and. Like you said, it was jam packed, and it's only gonna get it's only gonna get more jam packed as we go. We're gonna get some actual games in. Hopefully, Max Domi eventually plays in some of them, and uh, it'll be it'll be it'll be fun. September 29th, 1 p.m. Uh, we'll be right back here again. Uh, but yeah. in between times, uh, get your Canadians connection. Get the Canadians connection. Uh, on any of your favorite uh, podcast platforms, uh, those include I- iTunes, Overcast, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Uh, all you have to do is search for Rocket Sports Radio. Search for Rocket Sports Radio and subscribe, and um, you'll get you'll get actually uh, you'll get a bonus. You'll not only get uh, Canadians Connection, but you'll also get from the press box our our AHL uh, podcast as well with Amy Johnson. Um, and remember, we have uh, in the Rocket Sports Radio lineup, we have Habs Unfiltered with Blaine and Treg. Um, we have Hab a Listen with uh, uh, Lewis and Gibby. And um, so there's, there's lots of content as well as everything that, uh, that you need, all the Canadians' information at allhabs.net. So we, um, yeah, sure we've got to, it all. Yeah. And we've where can you find all. us on social media? Yeah. You can find us, well, me personally, at Joela19. You can follow Rick. He's the uh, All Habs, at All Habs. And then this podcast has a Twitter account. Just recently, just made, 
at Habs Connection. So you can follow us right there on Twitter at Habs Connection. Me at Joe Whalen 19 and Rick at All Habs. So uh, I think that would uh, that just about does it for the inaugural episode of Canadians Connection. So uh, is there anything you'd like to say, Rick, before we go? Terrific episode. Thanks very much. Uh, you did a great job, Joe, and, and it's, uh, it's great to have you as part of the, the podcast, the Rocket Sports Radio team, and uh, uh, look forward to next week. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. We'll be right back here, same time next week, 1 ET, September 29th. We'll see you then. For the latest news on the Montreal Canadiens, follow us on Twitter at Connections and visit allhabs.net.